and welcome to the Luke Miller Podcast. I'm glad that you're able to join me today. On this week's episode, we're going to be doing a bit of gardening in John chapter 15 as we take a look at what it means for God to be the gardener in our life and and Jesus to be the vine in and us being the branches. We're going to look at what each aspect of that means as we really discuss how we live our lives as disciples. I'm excited for today. I hope you are too. Grab your Bibles, turn to John chapter 15, and let's dive in. Today we find ourselves in John chapter 15, and and Scripture talks about the importance of the link from a leaf or a branch to the rest of the plant. Today, as we look at the metaphor that Jesus is using when he says that simply, I am the vine and you are the branches, I want to take a little look at what it means for us to live our life through the vine, and then also for us to live our life as branches. Uh, In John 15, Jesus is very clear about what happens to a branch if it's broken off from the rest of the plant. It's thrown away and it withers. But scripture also says that when a branch is well connected to the rest of the tree, it will thrive. The branch will grow leaves, it will bear fruit. And that's really the central lesson of John 15, of this I am statement saying, uh, again, I am the vine and you are the branches. The truth is that we will never survive on our own. Without Christ, there is no true life. But when God, by his spirit, joins us to Christ, we have everything we need, and we are enabled to live and bear fruit for the glory of God. And and so much about what we've talked about involves the ministry where God has called us into our neighborhoods, our workplaces, or wherever we may uh, find ourselves during the week. But it's understanding, again, that this is God's ministry. The moment we say, I think even just the smallest fraction of this is me doing it, is the moment we take away from the ministry of God. So I wanted to take a look at what it means for our our life to us to live our life through the vine, and and understand that again a bit more uh, based on the metaphor that's going on here uh, with vines and vineyards, and again they were a very familiar part of life in Israel because they were common in the land, and we we see a metaphor of the vineyard regularly being used in the Old Testament. Israel was compared to a vine or even an entire vineyard one that was lovingly tended by by God. And an example of this is in Isaiah chapter 5. There the prophet speaks about everything that God has done for his people. For the Lord was like a farmer who first removed all the rocks from the field and planted good vines there, and then cultivated the vines, protected and nurtured them. If ever a nation had a chance to succeed, it was Israel. Yet, God's vineyard was sadly unproductive as you read through the Old Testament. The God looked for good fruit, but he found only injustice and unrighteousness. And, and in Psalm 80, it sings about this too, how the Lord had delivered his people from Egypt and planted them in a good and spacious place, yet Israel fa- failed to bear fruit. Instead, they lived in a rebellion and I uh, uh, lived in rebellion and idolatry. And it's striking that when you look at several Old Testament texts where Israel is compared to the vine, most of them end up with judgment on the vine. 
they would be uprooted and burned. In fact, when you look at the blessings and the curses of Deuteronomy, you see this even more so, that throughout everything, there is a a picture of if you do not follow God, then these bad things will happen. And it goes down the list. You will, uh, your land will not bear fruit. Uh, there will be disease in the land. But when the worst that always happens is that you will be uprooted. You there will be exile, and and we see this uh, in the Old Testament as Israel was exiled, exiled uh, first to Assyria, then Babylon, uh, and and they failed to bear fruit, and they failed to follow God. Uh, Israel failed as a vine, so God planted a new true vine, and and that is Christ. And notice how he says in verse 1, I am the true vine. Jesus is the one Israelite who will finally be able to lead a righteous life before God. Uh, He's the one who keeps the commands of God in every way. Christ alone fulfills to perfection the words of Psalm 1. For he will be planted by the rivers of water, and he will bring forth his fruit in season. So Christ is the is the true vine, but he doesn't exist unto himself. See how Jesus connects who who he is to who we are, and even more so, who he is to who God is. But if we take a, a look at this a little bit closer, we see Jesus connects everything that we are supposed to be to himself. He speaks of the close union that he has with us is in, I am the vine and you are the branches in verse five of chapter 15. And I think we should take a little step back and first appreciate the miracle of this saying. God has had a vineyard before, we said, uh, but the people of Israel did not produce. Yet God didn't quit the vineyard business. Instead, he sent his son to be the true vine, and then he grafted us on so that we can share in his life. Just like the useless branch can be cut off, so a, a branch from elsewhere can be grafted in. And, and that's talked about a lot in Romans. We as Gentiles by birth, whom Paul calls wild olive branches, we didn't have or deserve the gospel, but we're now included because of Christ. And and this passage is often sometimes talked about as the fact of, of something that is called replacement theology, which is a very dangerous theology where, where people say the church has actually replaced Israel. Now, that's not the case at all in anything that's going on here. That's a, another podcast episode for another day kind of to decipher what that really means. But the basis of it is, is this, is that God won't break his covenant with his people, and that means the people of Israel. If he broke his covenant, then that would put our own covenant with God in danger, wouldn't it? That if God was a covenant-breaking God, it goes against the whole idea of what a covenant is. Uh, And so I don't want to dwell on that. Again, that's a really good topic that we can talk on, but I don't want anyone to even think that this is God saying, okay, the church has now replaced Israel. That's not what's going on. Even Paul calls us, again, wild olive branches uh, that have been grafted in. Uh, so, So we continue this and we look at a few other Images and scriptures, uh, this is one how that reveals of our well-being and our strength are only through Christ. In ourselves, we are dead and unproductive, 
uh, and not good for really anything, uh, what can you do without Jesus Christ? Uh, in ourselves, we are only fit for the burn pile, is is what Jesus is so eloquently saying. <laughs> Yet, as you start to look at it, this it's, it's pretty clear uh, on what he's saying. But when we're joined with Christ, we're connected to his spirit and, and even more so his vitality and the vitality of ministry. By faith, we can share personally in Jesus' righteous life and his atoning death. Just recall and take a look at the context of the words in John 15. Jesus is speaking to his disciples on the night before he goes to the cross. By his words, it's becoming clear that only through his death do we become alive. Somehow by his death, the branches begin to flourish. Uh, and in order for us to have life through the vine, there's there's one critical requirement, something essential to tie us to Christ. And if you scan the first dozen verses of our chapter, what you what do you suppose that requirement is? And of course, it's how do we live through Christ? We must abide. That word remain. Uh, the verb is used eleven times in these verses. And even in the text that we're looking at specifically, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who remains in me, I will remain in him and bears much fruit. For us to abide in Christ, to remain in Christ, the words speak of of having this unbroken loyalty to the call and the ministry of Jesus, uh, a loving attachment to him. Like the limb of a massive tree, which is joined to the trunk, Uh, with this incredible force. You abide in Christ by having true faith in Christ, by loving him, by knowing him. You abide in Christ by having his Holy Spirit, for the Spirit connects us to his love and to the ministry, to the power and to the wisdom. So the question that we first ask as we look at this is, is are we remaining in him? And, And maybe even asking that question of how can you tell when you are remaining in him? Is is there a special feeling you have or is there something that you should notice? Is there a skip to your step? You know, how do we know this? I mean, there might be at times you have a sense of peace, uh, uh, maybe a sense of confidence. But Jesus says that this marks a person who abides in him more than anything else that you will bear fruit. And and we'll explore that in the next point. You know, first we're taking a look at what it means for us to have life on the vine. But the next thing we look at is what it means for us to live a life as a branch. Before we get there, let's say a little more about our life through the vine first. Because a vine and its branches need attention, vineyard owners and fruit farmers will know that you can never take productivity for granted. In fact, one of the things that I noticed from my time up in Saskatchewan is there are so many variables that go into farming to to create wheat, to create uh, the the grain. So much is dependent upon God uh, from rain. And I remember there'd be times where I would go in and I'd be talking to a farmer. I'd be like, oh, it's so good at rain today. You get some water for the land. He's like, what? This is the worst time you could get rain. So it's not just even about having it rain. It's about when it should rain. It's not about having the sun. It's about when the sun should be there. there there's so many variables uh, that go that go into it. 
Uh, and, and there's the same thing with we look at God and what he's doing in us as how we live on the vine. Uh, and and what it means for him to have that be the, the vineyard owner, to be the, the, the farmer in this picture. Of all the fruit-bearing plants, it's said that vines require the most attention. Uh, for example, there's the tying of the vine to the support so that it grows in the right direction. There's the breaking up of the soil around the roots and the fertilizing. And of course, as Jesus mentioned several times, chasing away the birds. And then there's the pruning. And Jesus spoke about this earlier when in verse one, my father is the vine dresser. And, and that means that God is the vineyard owner. He, he planted the true vine by sending Christ to earth. And now he watches over those who believe in him. The father cares for us as branches. And when he prunes us, it's twofold focus. It's cutting off the dead and then trimming the living. Jesus says in verse 3, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. This is the, the picture of where we look at our ourselves and look at where, um, where we need work in our lives and say, you know what? God is not done with me yet. And, and so... It's very important that we take that into consideration of saying, God, where are you working on me? Again, but God is tending the vineyard. That's what I love about this picture is so much is going in to tending the branches or, or, or to looking after us from God being the, the vine dresser to Jesus uh, being that root and being that vine and us being the branches. So, so that really creates that support system for us, but now he expects that we bear fruit, and that is what our life as branches is all about. Because the next part about this passage is really just that, as we turn our focus to our life as branches. Now, what does this mean by bearing fruit? The fruits are good things that come from our life in Christ. It's your generous behavior. It's your gracious words. It's your godly attitudes that are originate in uh, from your heart as God leads you. Jesus said in Matthew 7, every good tree bears good fruit. If you believe in Christ, if yours is a, a real faith in him, then you will see this as a natural outworking. This is what I love about this, is if you believe in Christ, if you have that true faith in him, if you constantly are working on yourself, the natural outflowing is bearing fruit. You can't tell the branches of a, of a let's say, an apple tree to stop producing because they won't. You can't tell a believer to stop producing because if we truly confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then we want to give him our wholehearted service. We want to bear fruit for him. The, the classic text on fruit is well known. Probably some of us uh, sang this song as kids. I remember, I'm not going to sing it for you today. It's not that type of podcast. Uh, but Galatians chapter 5, 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And and as a kid, the song went along as uh, the song went something along the lines of the fruit of the spirit's not an apple, 
the fruit of the Spirit's not an apple. If you want to be an apple, you might as well hear it. You can't be the fruit of the Spirit because the fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All right, that's as close to singing as you're going to get in this uh, picture. But that that is this idea. These are what the specific fruits are. Love, joy, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And and we notice how Scripture speaks here, not of fruits, but of fruit. And I think this is very important for us to understand. And I know I've pointed out maybe once before when we were in Galatians a bit, that it is not fruits of the Spirit, it is fruit of the Spirit. This is one type of fruit. And, and often when I'm describing this, I describe it like uh, a cluster of grapes. Everything... Uh, when I'm holding a cluster of grapes, everything in that cluster is grapes, yet there are individual grapes. The fruit of the Spirit is the same way. It is one fruit, but on that is all the different love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All of those are the natural outworking. You don't get to pick and choose which one that you want. And, and so we need to think about more about this fruit so that we can produce it for others. So others will see this. The branches of the vine don't generate fruit for their own sake, but for the fruit of the farmer and in this metaphor, the happy customers. In the same way, believers don't produce fruit simply for ourselves. It's to glorify God in every part of our lives. It's, it's too easy for our Christian life to be self-centered and, and focus inward if, if we give it a chance to. We often don't think, uh, we often think, I should say, about what we personally gain from our faith in God. Things like peace and confidence. But fruit is for sharing. And Jesus wants us to bless others, to be kind to others, who feed others with our words and our works and, and share the love of Christ, share the joy of Christ and share the message of the gospel. So that's the question for us to reflect on. Is your life in Christ fruitful? Uh, is it full of, of kind things that bless other people? Can you reach out and can, uh, can you reach out to someone near you and know your neighborhood and understand the context of where you are? Are you able to share that fruit of patience in your home? Are you able to share that fruit of kindness to your non-believing neighbor or whatever that may look like? And, and so everything about where we find ourselves and where God is leading us in this passage is about us bearing fruit solely for his purpose. Fruit is meant to share. You, you learn it as a, a kid you learn about sharing in Sunday school and sharing the gospel. And here as adults, we have to say, what does this mean if you are a student? And think about your fruitfulness at your school. Are there people who you need to support? What about your workplace or what about your, your neighborhood? There's much to be done and, and not every branch will yield a bumper crop. And in some seasons of life, there is less. But that also usually means that the farmer, that God is working on us to make us more fruitful as we go through this. And, and again, in verse 5, you without me you can do nothing, Christ says. If you will bless other people and glorify God, then you must be connected to Christ. There is no other way. 
Throughout the Gospel of John, uh, the Holy Spirit has been, is really just telling about the active life that we need to live as disciples. And it's a passion of John and as he speaks the words of Christ. And so as we finish here for today, my hope is that that we are able to go from here and, and understand that this is something that is a part of every aspect of our life the evangelism, the discipleship, and and where God is actually calling us to be active uh, in our church and in our community and in our neighborhoods. And next week, we're going to talk about that more because we're going to focus on the fact that sometimes ministry gets messy and yet God is working through absolutely everything. So I'm going to leave it there for today. I hope you get a great picture of what uh, God being the, the farmer and Jesus the vine and us the branches and what it means to live a life in the vine and what it means to live a life as the branches uh, and being fruitful. I'll leave it there. Take care. Have a great week. And I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us on the Luke Miller Podcast, part of Sunrise Digital Ministries at Sunrise Community Church in Fair Oaks, California. If you're wanting to know more about our digital ministries, you can download our app at the Google Play Store or the Apple Store, where you'll find Backshed Bible Study, Sunday Sermons, and the Luke Miller Podcast. If you've got questions about who Jesus is or what it means to be a Christ follower, we would love to connect with you. And you can send us a note at www.sunrise.church welcome, and we'll get you connected. Thanks again for joining us. Take care.